Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 29th of August. In the last 24 hours, India recorded more than 76,000 new cases of COVID-19, pushing the country's tally to over 34.6 lakhs. The number of confirmed deaths surged past 62,000 with over 1,000 new fatalities. This is the fourth consecutive day during which India has recorded more than 1000 deaths. The country has also been consistently reporting the world's highest single day rise in COVID-19 cases every day since August 7th. Thankfully, testing has been ramped up across the country by nearly 5 times within 2 months. According to the ICMR, more than 40 million cumulative tests have been conducted so far with an average of 800,000 samples being taken on a daily basis. In the capital New Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said that testing will be doubled from 20,000 to 40,000 tests per day within a week. As of last night, Assam became the 10th state in the country to surpass 1 lakh confirmed cases. At a press conference, Chief Secretary Kumar Sanjay Krishna told reporters and I quote, "If people do not wear masks and the number of cases continues to spike upwards, the government of Assam might be compelled to impose yet another lockdown." Although this is not the course we want to take if the numbers do not dip we will be forced to take drastic measures yet again unquote At present three districts of the state Kachar Karimganj and Haliakandi are under total lockdown for 10 days starting from August 26th In Andhra Pradesh COVID-19 cases crossed 4 lakh as the state recorded more than 10000 new cases in the last 24 hours Delhi too recorded more than 1800 new cases for the second day in a row Meanwhile, Lok Sabha Speaker Om Birla has said that all MPs will have to get themselves tested for COVID-19 at least 72 hours before the monsoon session of the parliament begins. He said that the seating arrangements would be based on the health ministry's guidelines. The session is likely to start from September 14th and end on October 1st. For more developments on the COVID-19 crisis in India, do tune into News Laundry Hafta, our weekly podcast that discusses the news of the week. In the latest episode that will be out today our panelists spoke to acclaimed health and public policy journalist Banjot Kaur. Floods continue to cause devastation in parts of North India. Yesterday in Odisha special relief commissioner Pradeep Kumar Jaina said that five new deaths were reported in five districts of the state due to building collapses and drowning. These incidents bring the year's death toll in Odisha to 12. Rescue and relief operations continue to be conducted across the state by the National Disaster Response Force, Odisha Disaster Rapid Action Force and local fire services after large amounts of water was released from the Hirakun Dam. In the last few weeks, parts of North India have faced severe flooding of which many incidents have gone unreported. In Odisha alone over 4 lakh people have been displaced from their homes while in Bihar and Assam over 83 lakh and 57 lakh people have been affected respectively. Assam has also recorded 113 deaths due to this year's floods. The Indian Med Department continues to forecast intense rainfall over the weekend and has issued weather warnings in many districts. While the country's news media continues to neglect the crisis, governments and relief organizations are struggling to control the flood situation that has worsened due to the pandemic. If you haven't already, do read Kalpana Sharma's article from last month titled Dear National Media, stories on Assam floods must go beyond the one horn rhino. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. 
Following a petition by students of Jamia Millia Islamia University, the Delhi High Court yesterday stayed the broadcast of last night's episode of the show Bindas Bol on Sudarshan News. A promotional video for the show featuring Sudarshan News's editor-in-chief Suresh Chavanke was widely criticized on social media. The video contained Islamophobic content and other hate speech, including the lines, and I quote, big expose on the infiltration of Muslims into bureaucracy. And imagine what would happen to India if the jihadi from Jamia becomes your district magistrate or a secretary in a ministry, unquote. In response to the video, the Indian Police Service Association published a statement denouncing the promotional video as irresponsible journalism, adding that it incited communal conflict. Those of you who do follow News Laundry will know that Sudarshan TV has a history of inciting hatred against Muslims, conducting an incessant hate campaign almost invariably driven by lies. Speaking about the dispute, former Uttar Pradesh Police Chief Vikram Singh said, and I quote, It is an affront to the secular credentials of our country. The UPSC respects only merit. Standards of Sudarshan TV are miserable and pathetic. As more candidates from marginalized communities join the civil services, they will add strength to our polity. Unquote. The order passed by the Delhi High Court preventing the show from being broadcast came hours after the Supreme Court, in a separate petition, refused to impose a pre-broadcast ban on the show, saying that they could not pass a judgment based on an unverified transcript of the clip. When News Laundry contacted Sudarshan News' Suresh Chavanke for his response to the High Court judgment, he responded, and I quote, we have not received any such notice. Broadcast of the program will be as usual. It can be a rumour on social media. If we get a formal notice from the court, we will respect that. Unquote. Not long after, the hashtag Suresh Chavanke Aage Bado began trending on Twitter. And Chavanke went ahead and broadcast his show at 8pm. However, during the show, Chavanke claimed that he received the High Court's order 8 minutes before the broadcast of the show. So, he announced that he would respect the court's decision and postpone the broadcast of the UPSC Jihad story. However, the show had enough nudge-nudge, wink-wink, Muslims are bad, Hindus are good kind of moments. And ultimately, it became all about how Chavanke had been wronged. To know more about what happened and also the brands who sponsored this kind of hate under the garb of news, do read Meghnad's piece titled, Powered by Amul and UP Government. Suresh Chavanke asks if 40 crore Muslims got scared of a 30-second promo. Also, to know more about Suresh Chavanke and his problematic views and where he comes from, do watch Atul Charasya's interview of him on newslaundry.com. In the Pulwama district of Jammu and Kashmir today, an Indian soldier was killed while engaging in a gunfight with a group of armed militants. A statement published by the Kashmir Zone Police announced that three of the militants were also killed and a cache of weaponry and ammunition was recovered. According to NDTV, the militants were affiliated to the Lashkar-e-Toyba terrorist organization. This marks the second anti-terror operation in Jammu and Kashmir in the past 24 hours alone. Late yesterday, four terrorists were neutralized and one was captured in Shopian district. Violence in the Union territory appears to be unceasing. On August 17th, two Central Reserve Police Force soldiers and a special police officer were killed in a gunfight with suspected militants in Baramulla district. The two CRPF soldiers were initially injured in the gunfight but succumbed to their injuries after they were taken to a medical facility. The Press Council of India issued an official statement yesterday asking media organisations to adhere to journalistic standards, refrain from sensational reporting and not conduct a parallel trial in the investigation into actor Sushant Singh Rajput's death. 
The organization said it was distressed by the manner in which media outlets were covering Rajput's death. The statement reads, and I quote, The council has noted with distress that the coverage of the alleged suicide by a film actor by many media outlets is in violation of the norms of journalistic conduct and therefore advises the media to adhere to the norms framed by the Press Council of India. Unquote. Several TV news channels have been targeting actor Rhea Chakrabarti, who authorities suspect as being a party to Sushant Singh Rajput's death. Chakrabarti has been accused by Rajput's family of drugging him and driving him to suicide. Rhea Chakrabarti participated in interviews with NDTV and India Today on Thursday, saying that the witch hunt mentality has destroyed her family life. The sensationalization of Sushant Singh Rajput's case has remained the centerpiece of the news cycle in the last few weeks. This has resulted in more pertinent stories on the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, floods across North India and student protests against the decision to hold entrance examinations being ignored and suppressed. For more on this, do read Anapriyadarshini's article documenting news channels' ridiculous fixation on the death of Sushant Singh Rajput and whether anything else has featured on primetime debates this week. The piece is titled, Has Primetime TV Covered Anything Beyond Sushant Singh Rajput Lately? The article is available on newslaundry.com. Also, do watch the latest episode of TV Nuisance where Manisha looks at the continuous drama around Rhea Chakrabarti. Times Now's Navika Kumar and other news anchors discussed a new drug angle while conspiracy theories flew thick and fast on Archduck and Republic. The entire episode is basically how TV news channels showed a metaphorical middle finger to viewers as anchors ignored issues like NETJE exams, the floods, coronavirus and the economy. And now for some international updates. More than 24.5 million people around the world have been infected by COVID-19 so far. While 16 million people have recovered, more than 835,000 have lost their lives to the disease. In America's Nevada, researchers have reported what may be the first documented case of a COVID-19 reinfection in the country. This comes after similar reports earlier this week from Hong Kong and Europe. A 25-year-old man from Reno who had mild COVID-19 symptoms in April recovered and tested negative twice and then he tested positive again in June. His condition was worse the second time with pneumonia due to which he had to be hospitalized and provided with oxygen treatment. While the US Center for Disease Control sparked confusion this week with its new guidelines that said testing may be unnecessary, at least 33 states have rejected it and continue to recommend testing people who have been exposed to COVID-19 even if they have no symptoms. In a breakthrough move, the Buenos Aires City Council has allowed family members to maintain a bedside vigil for dying COVID-19 patients. The measure allows one family member between the ages of 18 and 60 to keep vigil with the dying patient with the exception of pregnant women or people with underlying medical conditions. Canada's Public Safety Minister Bill Blair announced on Twitter that the country is extending restrictions on travellers arriving in Canada for another month to help combat the spread of COVID-19. Malaysia too has extended its ban on foreign tourists till the end of the year. The COVID-19 resurgence in South Korea, a country that was lauded initially for its handling of the pandemic, is still continuing. It reported more than 300 infections today, which is the 16th day of three-digit rises, raising concerns about a shortage of sick beds. 
Atlanta-based attorney Lynn Wood, a high-profile lawyer who is representing Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old boy charged with killing two protesters and injuring another during protests on the streets of Kenosha in Wisconsin, said on Friday that his client had acted in self-defense. Taking to Twitter, the lawyer said, and I quote, Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. Murder charges are factually unsupportable. An egregious miscarriage of justice is occurring with respect to the 17-year-old boy, unquote. The boy, who prosecutors say travelled 30 miles to Kenosha from his home in Antioch, Illinois, before shooting on Tuesday, is charged with six criminal counts, including first-degree homicide and attempted homicide. He is accused of firing an assault-style rifle at three protesters who tried to subdue him, killing 36-year-old Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber, who was 26 years old. Several videos recorded by witnesses have been cited in the criminal complaint as evidence, including one in which Rittenhouse is seen calling a friend from the scene and telling them, I just killed somebody. Yesterday, an Illinois judge postponed his extradition to Wisconsin, where the teenage defendant arranged a private legal team. Rittenhouse, a former YMCA lifeguard who is being held without bond, did not appear at the live-streamed hearing. The shooting of 29-year-old Jacob Blake in front of his three children has turned Kenosha, a white-dominated city on Lake Michigan, into the latest epicentre of the ongoing nationwide protests over police brutality and racism. While protests around the world have raised the issue of racism, India too has its own form of acute discrimination that exists in the guise of the caste system. Unfortunately, there are no protests here. Those who have fought for the rights of Dalits and Adivasis, people like Sudha Bharadwaj, Anantel Tumbre and many more are thrown in jail and remain there without a trial. So, I highly recommend that you watch the latest episode of News Laundry Interviews where Abhinandan spoke to Dr. Suraj Yangre, a noted scholar of caste issues at Howard University, who is also the author of the bestseller book called Caste Matters. Here is a snippet from their conversation. What do I tell to the three-year-old baby who was just expecting her father to come home? And where did we... We sent that man, the father of this boy, into the manhole to clean our shit. We can't even hold our shit in our hands. I challenge all of India to shit in their, on their own hands and hold it for 10 seconds. We want an entire human being to bath in our excreta. How dehuman we are. I don't see anywhere in the world such cruelty imposed on others. That means Dalits are lower than our shit. They don't even desire the recognition because the shit is flushed and gone away from our eyes. Dalits are not. We are asking them to constantly be beneath the dignity of our excreta. So they go. You can also watch a short edited version of the interview on our YouTube channel. But if you do want to watch the entire episode completely unedited, please subscribe to News Laundry. Listeners, as you all know, News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform supported by its readers and listeners. So if you want to keep us bringing you worthwhile content like this, please support us and pay to keep news free. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Elon Musk has unveiled a pig called Gertrude with a coin-sized computer chip in her brain to demonstrate his ambitious plans to create a working brain-to-machine interface. Musk said, and I quote, It's kind of like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. Unquote. 
His startup Neuralink had applied to launch human trials last year. The interface could allow people with neurological conditions to control phones or computers with their mind. Musk argues that such chips could eventually be used to help cure conditions such as dementia, Parkinson's disease and spinal cord injuries. But the long-term ambition is to usher in an age of what he calls superhuman cognition, in part to combat artificial intelligence that he says is so powerful that it could destroy the human race. Musk said that the original Neuralink device, revealed just over a year ago, had been simplified and made smaller. The device the company is developing now consists of a tiny probe containing more than 3,000 electrodes attached to flexible threads thinner than human hair. They can monitor the activity of 1,000 brain neurons. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.